Welcome, and thank you for tuning in to John George Ministries, where you can find revelatory truths to transform your life, increasing your understanding of spiritual things, and to propel you into helping others with the miracle ministry of deliverance that we all have in Jesus Christ. This is a free broadcast brought to you by our faithful supporters. To sign up for our email list, mobile app, hear testimonies, receive more free teachings, partner with us, or to host John George Ministries in your area, please visit our website at johngeorgeministries.com. And that's spelled J-O-N. Now here's today's broadcast. With that being said, I want to move along and talk about the generational bloodline stirring, okay? What do I mean, first of all, by generational bloodline anything? Uh, Well, there are generational patterns, predispositions, What is a predisposition? A predisposition is when a child, for example, uh, has an attraction to occultic type things uh, or, you know, uh, in one instance, right, in one family, but then another child in another family has uh, predispositions uh, or early behavioral desires for uh, inappropriate behavior uh, with, you know, whatever, children, uh, whatever. So um, these are what are called predispositions, and it is the driving force of the enemy to give people um, evil desires, thoughts, temptations, what have you, leadings uh, to go down a certain path uh, with the various ways that he uh, influences us through the soul realm, mind, will, emotions, feelings, desires, these different things. So uh Generational is a very real thing, and uh, if you've followed our ministry for any period of time, you'll know that we definitely, absolutely, beyond a shadow of a doubt, understand the reality of generational garbage. We also understand the benefit of generational blessings, the biblical aspect of the uh, thousand-generation blessings that the Lord describes in the Word. We also believe in the redemption of generational curses through Jesus Christ. But generational curses and generational spirits are very real things, just like sickness is very real, uh, even though by his stripes we were healed. All these things need to be appropriated by faith. I did a video the other day talking about how does the law still exist or something like that, and I'll probably upload it to my YouTube channel, but if you're on my personal Facebook page, you might have seen that. I described how the law itself uh, wasn't abolished. Jesus says, I did not come to abolish it. He says, I came to fulfill it. And uh, we've been redeemed not from the law, but we've been redeemed from the curse of the law of sin and death. And so what I believe is that is why things can still be generationally wrought, generationally Uh, birthed, generationally uh, influenced, reproduced, all these different things. But through Christ, we can have that generational purging, cleansing, what have you. So the generational or ancestral or hereditary or whatever words you want to use to describe the patterns of sicknesses, behaviors, different things that pass down, you know, come from the curse, you know, in other words, the enemy. I believe that the curse is a byproduct of us submitting to the influence of he who is accursed, which is the devil. When we submit to the devil, we literally can uh, take on 
uh, various, you know, characteristics of his influence being given place, right? This can manifest in various ways like sicknesses and different things like that. And this is why in our ministry we see so much of the heavier sicknesses in people's bodies, uh, like the real weighty sicknesses that are debilitating or deadly, many or most of the times we see this being able to be traced back to occult activity in the bloodline. Uh, and uh, the Bible says that not all sin leads to death. And so there is a sin that leads to death. And so there are variations of magnitude of what can uh, be the uh, reaping of you know, certain sin behaviors. Now, get, that being said, let me just check the comments here. Yeah, YouTube's strange. It just says one person's on. I don't believe that at all. Uh, I've had some issues. YouTube's done some changes. Uh, in fact, I had to actually find out how to... Uh, I'll probably jump back on later on and see all these comments. So if you're on YouTube, forgive me if I cannot see your um, uh, comments. YouTube has been very strange in that regard. All right, so uh, no new comments on Facebook. So, yeah, yeah, comment where you're coming in from. Let me know uh, where you're joining us from geographically. Now, so with the issues of the generational uh, garbage, when we begin to attack these things, right, through Christ, there can be a stirring that occurs. Anytime you confront the enemies or the giants that are sitting in your promised land, there can be a pushback, if you will, an uprising or whatever you want to call it. I mean, you know, I don't even... I don't know. I don't even necessarily want to call it a retaliation because I, to me, I see it as a work of the Lord really exposing things. But here's the deal. We had a young lady that came to our uh, service just recently. She's a, a, a member uh, and is even on the ministry team of a very, very influential and powerful uh, church in our area. Uh, it is one of the uh, top ten fastest growing churches in the nation. Uh, they believe in the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, they um, have a what I refer to as a soft deliverance ministry. They have a nine-week course where they lead you through uh, deliverance. Um, it's renunciations, repenting, a lot of different things. And they went through this course, they experienced some freedom, some breakthrough. Uh, the daughter even got baptized in the Holy Spirit. This was a great uh, benefit to them. But they came to our service and they went through, they sat on the prayer line. And when I found out that they went through this soft deliverance, I asked them, you know, uh, <coughs> how they found out about our ministry. 
they actually said they had gone on YouTube and started watching some of my videos. Then they found out, oh my gosh, he's here in our local area. So they came out to our service and I asked them, do you know how we minister here? Because it's not your, uh, you know, seeker-friendly type deliverance ministry. We uh, go for the jugular, man. We 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 uh, we want to make sure that uh, we break the strongholds. We allow uh, the uh, the demonic spirits to manifest as we can see are as biblically uh, a reality and, and all these different things uh, for the exit purpose, right? And they said, "Oh yeah, you know, we're we're ready." And I'm like, "Okay, good." So. Uh, it was awesome. They both sat on the prayer line. The uh, one uh, individual, I'll try not to give too much information, so I'm not revealing anybody's identity. But the one family member had back issues and has or was delivered of the back issues, healed from this thing. The other family member literally had a demon come out of them screaming. And praise God, they are just totally free, totally set on fire. But what's interesting is the one family member who got delivered of the back issues, that was a constant reoccurring thing, that was never leaving. The moment they got healed, 30 minutes later, a family member that does not even live with them couldn't even get out of bed because of a back issue. And I just found their name on our sign-up sheet because we have a sign-up sheet so that we can stay connected with people uh, or that they can stay connected with us. And so every now and again, if I'm wondering about a certain person, I'll try to find them on the sheet and I'll just reach out to them. Uh, most of the time on Facebook, if I can locate them there and message them. And so I did and, you know, asked how everything was going. That's how I found out that the back was healed at our service, praise God. The spirit that was there causing these issues was removed. But they brought this up and they said, we find it really interesting to see how these things are beginning to be exposed in the family even. When we begin to tackle the giants and to subdue the enemies that are in our promised land, right? I always refer to our salvation in Christ being a great, well, a good way to describe our freedom in Christ is to really look at God using Moses uh, is, is to me like a representation of Jesus coming on the scene and bringing God's people out from under the hand or the oppression of the oppressor, right? Pharaoh represents Satan. And so the enemy ruling that ruled and enslaved God's people, right? Uh, Jesus came like Moses and brought the people out from under that oppression. But there's the second stage where he is leading them into the land of milk and honey, the land of promise, the land of inheritance, the land that is uh, their inheritance and their promise. And we find in the book of Numbers that there were spies that were sent to survey the land once they reached the destination. I'm obviously uh, transitioning through the wilderness process, right? 
I believe that too can be a vital role in a Christian's walk. But when you come to your promised land and God says, I have given this to you, these are the blessings that are yes and amen in Christ. Many times you'll find that when you begin to uh, to go into access your inheritance, your promise, you'll find that there might be some resistance in those places. These are the giants that need to be subdued and taken down. But when you do this over the bloodline, generational enemies that are infecting the family in whatever way, shape, or form, this is when you might find there might be a little bit of upheaval or resistance or stirring, as I call it. I prefer the term stirring because I don't like upheaval because I don't want to look at the devil, you know, uh, rising up. I know that the word of God says that he works all things together for our good. So I look at it as like, hey, if it was my family member that had the excruciating back pain after I was delivered from it within 30 minutes, then to me, the Lord is revealing where I need to go next to take down the next giant. And when I minister to the family member, they can have the freedom that I have. This thing won't plague them anymore. And all of the other issues that are in that person's life will go as well. So we have to be willing to look at these things as a positive. When you see these things being exposed, and many times they are exposed through their works or through their fruit, their functions or what have you. When they're being exposed, rejoice because the, 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 the Lord is revealing and exposing these things. The devil many times has been used in his own demise, in his own defeat. And I love to use the example of Christ and the cross. We know Jesus laid down his life. God sent Jesus for him to lay down his life. But it was the murderous spirit that was operating within the people that wanted him dead. And you know, Satan is not mindful of the things of God, but the things of man. And so where the enemy rose up and the murderous intent of the heart of the people began to shout, crucify him. Little did the enemy know that what was about to happen was going to be the sacrifice that would absolutely abolish his entire authority across the world. So, many times when the enemy rises up, it is only a, 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 a pathway for the Spirit of God to ride in on that white horse to come in, yielding the victory. Amen. I just wanted to bless you with this message. Uh, you know, we're, I'm getting ready to, uh, I got a videographer that's going to be doing some different videos for me. One of the videos uh, is uh, how to never stop pursuing your deliverance. Uh, we have too often people come to for deliverance. They don't manifest the first time. They don't, you know, nothing happens. And so uh, they just think, well, maybe deliverance isn't for me. But, you know, when we were in the Bahamas, uh, I told everybody on night one, if you don't manifest, if you don't get delivered, come back. Because deliverance is for everybody. And we had like these four ladies that were sitting on to my left of the congregation. Uh, and like the whole room was getting delivered. 
but these four women just seemed to not anything going on. And so I just said, listen, I'm encouraging y'all to come back. And the one in question, the one in particular that for the that I'm sharing about, didn't come on night three. But the pastor invited us to minister on Sunday morning, which turned into a four-service event. It was only supposed to be three, but praise God, this woman came back. So it was her third service. And where she wasn't feeling anything, the first two services, I'd give God praise for her coming back because things began to break loose on her third visit with us. She began to go through the deliverance that she needed to obtain the freedom that God was wanting to give her. I remember a testimony of a young lady flying out to see T.B. Joshua in Africa. And she finally got some deliverance and she was sharing her testimony at his church. She was from America. This was years ago when I used to watch some T.B. Joshua and um, I just don't anymore just for the sake of, you know, doing my own thing, I guess. And so, um, you know, what's interesting is when she got delivered, um, she shared how it was her third time visiting Africa for deliverance. She'd gone to his church and flew out to Africa from America three times. And this was her third time. Could you imagine the pursuit, the persistence, the faith? Because that's what Jesus calls it when people pursued their freedom in that type of a manner. When they were cutting a hole in the roof and shouting out through the crowd, uh, Son of David, have mercy on me, and was told to be quiet, and they shouted out even louder, and people who thronged the crowd to touch his hem, and all of these expressions Jesus called faith. And so I just want to emphasize that if any of this relates to you and you're is shedding light on your family issues or, uh, you know, provoking you for the need for deliverance, I want to encourage you to not stop pursuing your deliverance at all costs. And when the enemy, you know, rises up and things can sometimes get stirred when you're, you know, hitting those strongholds, pay no mind to those things. Just keep going after them. Because if the enemy could have done what he wanted it to do, if it was, you know, if he could do the inevitable, it would have been done a long time ago. Bottom line is he can't. So you keep hitting that thing until it's broke. Get it broke off your life. Come to us. Come to somebody else. Get your freedom. And do not forget that, you know, we can go through self-deliverance. We can pray for ourselves. We can rely on Jesus uh, directly. But it is biblical. It is biblical to trust in the prophets or the righteous men, the messengers of God that he uses. I remember I was John Wesley. I believe he said, uh, God will do nothing. I can't remember the saying, <laughs> but nonetheless, he, every all through scripture, I haven't said that saying in years. And so when I tried to when I tried to say it, I couldn't remember it. Um, God will do nothing but an answer to prayer is 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 the quote. Uh, but for I so I guess that really wasn't re relative necessarily. But but yes, it's true. He, God requires the actions of men to be involved. Uh, the Bible says, "Pray for one another." When Paul was called 
by uh, the people, the church, to because Tabitha had fallen dead, and they called for Paul to come and raise her back. Paul didn't get there and rebuke them. He rose her from the dead. So sometimes it's biblically accurate to call upon the people who are anointed to give us what we're after. Bill Johnson, you know, has a, uh, he basically says, like, if I get sick, I'm going to go and ask somebody who has a track record for healing to pray for me. I'm not going to go and ask somebody who, you know, has never healed a person before because, you know, you want to go where the fruit is. Now, could there be times when, you know, you can believe for uh, anybody to lay hands on you and minister to you to receive a healing? Sure. But there's also, uh, there would be, there's definitely times for that, right? When you just want to extend your faith upon others or what have you. But nonetheless, I just want to encourage that because some people, it's actually deception where the enemy tricks them into thinking they don't need anybody. And that is definite deception. So, all right, I'm going to close this video, guys. Hope that it blessed you and uh, that you never uh, relent in pursuing deliverance from these bloodline uh, generational spirits. All right, so Tracy said, my mom went to a psychic and then I did Ouija boards and seance, but repented of all that when I accepted Christ. His blood takes care of these things. Yes, Tracy, his blood takes care of these things, but you definitely could still stand deliverance because his blood is, we have to understand, I just want to, I, I want to point this out because the blood of Christ is what breaks the legal rights of the enemy. It is the legal contract, the covenant that is, uh, allots us the forgiveness. But many times, these things still need to be dealt with, the spirits that were given place. And so, Tracy, I don't know if you've ever received deliverance. Okay. <laughs> you should be there Tuesday. Awesome. Well, then I guess you will. Praise God. Yes, please come, because sometimes these are the things that are causing uh, you know, the various things in our lives or even in the lives of our children. Um, so praise God, come on and get it. And, uh, yeah, I, I get people all the time that come to our services and, <clears throat> or the email or what have you. And they basically say, Hey, you know, I did these things, but I repented and I've renounced all those things. And I tell them, you know, well, you could still use, you could still, uh, you know, stand for some deliverance. And they're like, but I renounced them. You know, like, unfortunately, this is because of some of the ways that we've been taught. And that when, you know, things get ugly, because nobody teaches us these spiritual connections, we don't know that there's still an enemy presence in our lives trying to wreak havoc. That even though we've renounced the entry point of that spirit, Sometimes the spirits still need to be removed. And so, uh, you know, when we've only been taught that renouncing is all sufficient, uh, that is unfortunately why a lot of people are still suffering. Because people have gotten freedom from renouncing. But unless we're experiencing the totality of the freedom that we have been wrought in Christ, 
then by all means we need to pursue every bit of that 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 we that we can uh, that Jesus poured out. Right? Amen. Thank you for listening to another revelatory message from John George Ministries. It is because of faithful supporters and listeners like you that help us to continue to provide this content to more and more bringing freedom and training to the masses. To sow into more messages like this or to connect with us on our various platforms, please visit our website at johngeorgeministries.com. And don't forget, John is spelled J-O-N. God bless you.